Welcome to the Vinyl Crawl. I'm your host, Alan Miller. Joined by Matt Pfefferkorn. As always. As most. And his wife, Kim, across the room. That's right. Or across the pub. Yep. Sitting at the end of the bar. On the stool. And as always, we have chosen one beer and one album. And the first beer of the night is going to be a... Sleeping Giant Snow Goose Coffee Vanilla Porter from Thunder Bay, Ontario. Yeah. We've had one Sleeping Giant beer before, and this is our second one. We have a Beaver Duck. Beaver Duck? Beaver Duck. Beaver Duck, right? Yeah. IPA? Yeah. That um, was very tasty. It was. And this one is, too. This one it has really good uh, coffee notes to it. Uh-huh. A little vanilla. I don't get a whole lot of vanilla. Just a little, not much. Um, But the coffee is roasted in St. Paul, Minnesota, which is about seven hours south of Thunder Bay, which is where Sleeping Giant are out of. So I'm sure they make maybe trips down to pick it up or something. Probably. Yep. Uh, Or it's shipped up to them, but I doubt that because they'd have to pay duty. That's true. That is true. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about duty. Across the board. Okay. So, uh, that's the dog. How'd it's the dog, that same how's dog. this goddamn dog keep getting in the it's pub? It's the same dog. Well, you would think. this He's right outside the pub. See, that first time yeah. he got in and then animal control came by and it was kind of ugly. Fortunately, we that didn't get caught on tape. Yeah, well, that, that was bad for everyone. It was. So, hey, uh... Did you know that I stole a car to get here? Really? I did. Huh. It's cool. Somebody should write a song. You'd almost I think that somebody car. like Bruce Springsteen might write a song like that since he's into, you know, stories about desperate Americans and desperate times and working and cars, <laughs> just working and girls, working girls. Working girls, jobs with no end, factory life. Oh, factory, yeah. Yeah. Darkness, little, right. little darkness. Yeah. Deep cut there from darkness. Yes. So we are talking about Bruce Springsteen's 1980 double album. Double, which if it's a double album, we should have double beers and we're only drinking one <laughs> we beer. Should be, we should be two double, yeah. double fisting, right? All right, well. Or two fisting, double fisting, what, what's the proper? Either, either or. Double fisting. Because if you're Two double fists. fisting, you're drinking four. That would be four, right? Double fisting? Yeah. Two-fisted. Oh. Ah, we're getting too close to the porn Two-fisted. cast again. Let's keep exactly. this in records here. Yeah, okay. In <laughs> <All> 2016, <laughs> look for... So we're talking about The River, the 1980 album that Bruce Springsteen put out right after Darkness. Was this after Darkness? Right after, yeah. Not right after. He well, takes a little time yeah. to make an album. A few years after Darkness. Yeah. 1980. October, I believe. And is there any reason that it doesn't have the E Street Band on the cover? It just says Bruce Springsteen. Hmm. Uh, did, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, Did it, Darkness have the E Street Band on the cover? Um, good question. Seems like it did. I, just, I don't know if Born to Run did. 
Born to Run, I think, definitely has Bruce Springsteen okay. and the E Street Band. I think. Yeah. But this one feels like it might have been the start of the Bruce Springsteen years. Yeah. When he started maybe branching more towards just Springsteen and less of the E Street Band. Because this does feel like a Bruce-heavy album, right? Um, I don't know. I, I think you got uh, some Miami Steve influence in there with he and Bruce doing a lot of those 60s, 50s, 60s. Uh, doo-wop. Doo-wop, sock R&B. hop, you know. Almost like a little bit of Motown a little bit. Yeah. And that's that's Miami Steve right there. He loves that stuff. Yeah. So does Springsteen, but Clarence does for that matter too. Yep. But I'm going to go ahead and get this out in the open since we're at the beginning of the podcast. Might as well. It'll just I'm usually the guy that's that's bringing, you know, the cynicism to the podcast you're usually a little more a little more optimistic i think this would have been a great single album and they actually just put out that ties that bind right set which shows how bruce originally wanted to release it as a single album correct the first time around yeah he, he turned it in and uh then retracted it yeah from cbs and then went back Right. And recorded more songs and came out with this. I don't know. Which is odd. Six or seven months, I guess. But see, Bruce, he's a perfectionist in his head. Yeah, if I learn... And if he's not happy with it, even if we think it's a great... Right. You know, because listening now to the single album, it's incredible. Yeah. But I would pick a few different songs on there. By the way, if you've never heard... The river before just pick up ties at behind and listen to that over over this in my opinion you think so uh no not i don't know you're not gonna follow me on that one well n- no because i think you need to listen to the river in its entirety because it was an official release yeah and then you go back and listen to ties at behind the single you know and then kind of look at them I just really, I enjoyed Ties It Bind a little bit more because it had less production on it. The the way they mastered that one. Yeah. It sounds a little less glassy. Like this, al- this album, the original release of The River is very produced. Almost, almost a little overproduced in my opinion. Yeah. Because it's, you know, those snare hits are cracking with that 80s sound. It's 1980. Everything's starting to go digital. I don't know that this was recorded digital, but it really oh, sure sounds it. like it sounds like it. It really does. But you know, he always had a, a huge production sound. Yeah. At, at least from Born to Run on. And Darkness, you know, I but mean Darkness how has much? Darkness has more of a natural sound to it, I think is maybe what I'm trying to say. Whereas this one has more of a eighty sound to it. Yeah. Like it has more of that that really um Less low end, more high end, more mids. Everything's just really like, especially the drum sound. I'm not a big fan of the drum sound on this album at all. Right. At all. It's got really good drum work on it, but I'm not a big fan of the sound of it. Yeah. Mighty Max would hate to hear that. I'm sure he would. Yeah. But that's but that's kind of, 
I guess let me get back to my original point of it being better as a single album than a double. Yeah. I think there's a lot of filler that is songs that are, there's not, I don't think there's a bad song on the album. I want to put that out there. Like, I don't think there's a single song on there that I would go, okay, that's a piece of shit. Yeah, no. Get that out. No. But there's a lot of songs that don't feel up to par with Bruce's writing. Like, a lot of them feel kind of like they're throwaway, um, like, homages to the to the 50s. Like, for instance, um, I don't know. Are you a big fan of Jackson Cage? Do you like that one? Oh, yeah. You do like that yeah. one quite a bit. All right, let me pick one that, that maybe you're not as big on. Um, we talked about Cadillac Ranch a little bit. Right. Which... It's hard to, it's hard to argue yeah. with that song. That song is such a rocker. Yeah. And just... Uh, I mean, it, it, that is a Bruce Springsteen song. And this is a Bruce Springsteen But it's album. almost... It's almost so Bruce Springsteen it's to the point of parody. Because even like the way he sings it is so, like, you well, know, I it's think like he does so, that stuff on his on purpose though yeah. too. Well, maybe I just know? missed the humor in it. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's what it was. But because there was a point in these recording sessions when he's doing stuff like Cadillac Ranch, I'm a Rocker, Crush on You, mm-hmm. Held Up Without a Gun, which it wasn't on the album, but during the sessions. Right as a B-side to, I guess, Hungry Heart, maybe. Yeah. Um, but where they're just, like, doing rockers one after the other, and yeah. it's almost just, like, free-flowing out of his head, the lyrics are. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's his M.O. He can write a three-minute song. Oh, yeah. And that's know. the thing. Like, none of them are written poorly, really. I'm not a fan of Ramrod at all. Like that yeah. one's one that I kind of hate on. Yeah. And that's, I guess I, I kind of break the, the album up from side one, side two being the first disc and side three, side four being the second disc. And right. I kind of feel like they're two different beings a little bit. Yeah. Because the first disc, in my opinion, is much more upbeat, I guess. Uh huh. Like most of the songs on the first disc are a lot, you know, a lot more. There's Hungry Heart. Right. Which is one we can both agree is one of his best. I mean, that's... that's the, ties, a, the Ties That Bind is a great open. It's The Ties That Bind is one of my favorite opens to any album ever. I think... Even um, though it sounds like The Birds. It doesn't even sound like Springsteen, really, until he gets to... He starts singing and it sounds like Springsteen, but the, yeah. open, the open of it with the drums and the, and the guitar are so, like, Birds, Tom Petty, like that whole... Yeah. It's that 12-string. It's a 12-string sound that that does it. Well, and that's the thing with Bruce. You know, for, you know, probably since Born to Run, that first song, When You Drop the Needle, Mm -hmm. is like you're off and running. Right. Then, much like his concerts, you know, there's plenty of shows that he started out ties with Bind and then goes into um, Two Hearts, also, you know, I mean, those right. those are classic tunes. Um, you know, Independence Day. There's, yeah. there's some great ballads on here, too, which I know slow the pace down a little bit. But, you know, with Independence Day, even the song, The River. 
I mean, the river is the highlight of the album, right? Like that's that song is. There's a reason. There's a reason the album is called the river, right? And it's because that song, especially the writing in that song, is so strong. It is. It's very strong. Yeah, and and even the shows on this tour were almost centered around that song. Yeah. You know, within the middle of the show. If you get that live box set, the live 1975, yeah. his version of the river on there is oh, incredible. Oh, it's killer. Yeah. It's when he talks about his dad and yep. Vietnam and all that stuff. and Yeah. And that all leads into him starting that song. It's it's an incredible like, it speech that he gives before the song. Yeah, and that's another thing that he's good at. Yeah. You know, much like his writing the songs, he's a showman too mm-hmm. and an entertainer, and he can tell a story. Um, if you get the box set, the ties that bind that Tempe, Arizona show, yeah, the river on that, you know, another good speech too that he gives, and it's all centered around stuff that's going on at the time. Yeah, you know, it's not like he and the E Street Band were living high then. You know, they were still scrounging and touring around. The river did. Gosh, he toured a year and a half on that. It's kind of crazy to think that he toured that yeah. long on that album. Yeah. Um, and then we, me and you had kind of talked a little bit earlier about the stuff that kind of leads into Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Like Wreck on the Highway, Stolen Car. Um, That's why I think it had to be a double album. It's It was the natural progression. I would say Drive All Night. I don't really like that song at all. I'm not a fan of Drive All Night. That's just, <laughs> I, there's just a lot of songs yeah. on here that I'm not really a huge fan of. Like, I, I think they're good songs. I'm just, they just don't, they don't do it for me yeah. for whatever reason. You don't like Point Blank? No, don't like Point Blank. Man. Point Blank, to me, the songwriting on Point Blank feels so generic that I can't. Really? Yeah, I mean, he did a lot of the same formula throughout the album. I started picking up on it the more yeah. I listened to it of, like, you know, three chords, 50s R&B, 50s soul kind of thing. Like, yeah. that was his formula throughout the album. And sometimes that really worked well. Like, for Hungry Heart, that worked extremely well because he took it, but then he mixed it with, like, the E Street sound. That's an updated 50s tune. Yeah, same as, like, 10th Avenue Freeze Out. Like, you could view those two things kind of in the same lens. Yeah. Because it's that same kind of E Street sound where it's the whole band playing together in, like, a shuffle with their different with their different pieces together. Right. Um, and that, and that's the stuff that I like. I like when he mixes the E street sound with traditional like R and B sounds. Right. Yeah. What I don't like is when he tries to take a traditional R and B sound and fit it into the E street band and make them kind of mimic it. If that makes sense. Some of the songs feel, some of the songs feels like he came to them and was like, I've got this song. It goes like this. And I want you to play it just like they did on the old Tamla records or whatever. Like I feel like some of those songs he presented to him, like I want it this way. I want it to be played this way. I think he probably did every song like that on every album, practically. You think so? You think even like the earlier stuff? I mean, you if you that... watch the documentaries, like yeah. the, on the Darkness, I mean they put in some studio time. Yeah. But now even on Darkness, he talked about how influential like Max and some of those guys were on his ideas for the songs. Yeah. Like they would do a drum fill or something that would spark something in his head. I didn't I didn't feel like that so much with the river. Yeah. 
I don't know. I never felt that, but I, you know, until we started talking about it, I never really critiqued it. Yeah. To I didn't either. You know, I to didn't me, either. Yeah. You know, is it a perfect album? No. You know, I mean, honestly, it's probably three and a half, maybe four. But it's such an important album in his yeah. career that it's the perfect bridge to Nebraska. Yeah. Then to Born in the USA. He had some really big like album success to fill with this album with the river though. Like he yeah. had, he'd come off so many big albums with The Pressure. Greetings from Asbury. Like the first two albums were not huge. But they're they're like really solid albums, I think. Yeah. Um, some people probably argue about the E Street Shuffle album not yeah. being. Oh so. yeah. Well, I still think it's pretty great. Yeah, um, the flow on it is is yeah. Kinda, the flow's weird. It's real choppy, but it's still full of great songs. Yeah, I, yeah. And then Greetings from Asbury Park is phenomenal. Yeah. And then going into Born to Runs, absolutely ten out of ten. You know, classic. So then. Darkness is like a probably like an eight out of ten. Yeah, like it's or nine. It's great, but yeah. it's not born to run great. No, it's, it's just not, it's, it's got not, some rougher edges to yeah. it. And then we get to the river, and you're getting more like mm, five, six out of ten, seven, eight. But <laughs> the problem is, he gave us too much music, in my opinion. Right, but the amazing thing is, he still had three albums worth. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> in his back it's pocket. true. It's true. But, you know, if, all right, talking about looking at these as separate albums, if you take the first record, which starts with The Ties That Bind yeah. and ends with The River on yeah. side two, if he just released that one album, you still have a bridge to Nebraska, basically, with I Want to Marry You and The River. Yeah. Um, and top to bottom... It's hard to argue with the first record with Ties to Bind, Sherry Darling, Jackson Cage, Two Hearts is a great tune. Yeah. Hungry Hearts starts outside too, which is still that, hey, drop the needle on the first song on yeah. the side, and it's killing it. Then you go to record two, starts out with Point Blank, which you don't like, but I do. It's a great yeah. tune. Um <laughs> Cadillac Ranch and a perfect rocker to follow up the ballad, which you're not a big fan of. Fade Away is pretty terrible, right? Like it's no, no. You like I, Fade I Away? I like Fade Away. Okay, I like Fade Away. And what's weird is I'm holding the import from Holland, and it lists "Held Up Without a Gun" as a second song on side three. Oh yeah, on the jacket, but I huh. don't think it's on the on the record which it must have got cut at the very end. Weird. Side two, which would be side four, starts with Ramrod. Which is not... Which is a great tune. Not not a favorite of mine. (laughs) So basically, you hate the second album of The River Um, and like the first record. I I like the first better than the second. Yeah. But I like them both okay. That's my... That's my so final. So the first record makes up for the the material. Yeah, the, on the short falls. The only thing, my favorite track out of the whole thing, "Stolen Car." That to me is the highlight of the whole album. Really, and after that's the river. Wow, I just love "Stolen Car." I think that, but you know, Nebraska ranks as one of my favorite albums ever. So yeah. 
and that feels very Nebraska. Like it feels like it could have been, should have been on Nebraska uh-huh. even. Because hmm. I could see, you know, Highway Patrol coming up with, oh yeah, with stolen yeah. car after it. Well, let's see. My two would be totally different from yours. Um, I love ties that bind. Yeah, I do too. I I really that's like my third. And probably. I like two hearts. I mean, those two back to back, hard to beat. I don't know. I I just as a whole, I love the album. So where do you rank it in like your in the Springsteen in canon? The, in the Springsteen canon, like my personal canon. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Like this completely objective. Like personally, how yeah. do you? If you've got to rank the top albums, where does it fit? With the E Street. That's a good point. Yeah, there's a big difference between him with and without yeah. E Street. It's almost yeah. like two different guys. Yeah. Um, because I'd have to take into account Magic, which came out in 07. Yeah. Which is a monster sleeper album. You know, I still haven't went back to yeah, revisit it. One. I need that's to. That's a good one. Um, I would say it's probably third or fourth. So what's number one? Like Born a to Run. Born to Run has to be. Yeah, hands down. Darkness might be second. Nebraska might be third. And the river, that would put the river at the fourth slot. It's so funny that it's, it's hard for us to put Born in the USA up I there. I was going to say, I just kind of pushed that to the side, but... You can't... I mean, like, we've heard those songs so many times now. Yeah, but... You know, there's still great songs, but like, how many times can I hear Glory Days anymore? You yeah, know, like, to hear them live is so much better. Yeah, right now, but you know, Darlington County, Bobby Jean, my hometown, my hometown, Glory Days, even is um, Backstreets. Is that no, no Jungle Land? No, that's Born to Run. Both of those are Born to Run. Yeah, but God, if I have to hear fucking Dancing in the Dark one more time. <laughs> That's one I can't. Bruce, if you're listening, man. <laughs> Stop dancing. I'm going to February. Fire. So. Fire is uh, born in the USA. But it wasn't on the album. Was it not? No. No. That was an outtake, technically. Oh, I'm on fire? Was that I'm one on, on fire. Okay, there we go. I was yeah. like, I know there's a fire one on. There's got to be a fire song I'm on fire, on which is great. Yeah. Oh, man, it's yep. great. Yeah. That's a solid album. So, so, Born to Run's first, Darkness second. If I'm going unobjectively, yeah. then Born to Run and Born in the USA are his, his two perfect albums. That's me unobjectively, not not what I right. like the best, just like standing back and looking at it. Yeah, he worked hard on Born in the USA. I it mean, shows. That's those are another finally crafted one. out, like finally crafted songs. Some of those songs, you know, were were. Well, let's see. Nebraska and Born in the USA were same sessions. Yeah. <laughs> as crazy as that is. Yeah. Release those next, please. Yeah. Well, you know he will. Like He's got to. That's what I that's one thing I'm having such a hard time understanding is like, oh my God, how much material did you have? Because they did that whole thing with the promise yeah. for darkness. Did they do something on Born the Run? They did. It was a smaller scale. Um, that's what started it all off, this yeah. whole box series. Right. They had a show from overseas. 
London. Yeah, Hammersmith. Yeah, yeah, which is great. Yeah, the best, the best. One of the one of my favorite live shows. Oh ever. man, yeah. I just wish there was more light. They didn't have enough light there. Like everything's light. so dark. Yeah, he's wearing that beanie and right. Yeah, going so, nuts. And then darkness, and now the river. So I mean, they do a great job. I'm really you know, excited for Nebraska. Like what they're going to do with Nebraska. I hope they dig up some material from that session. They've got to. They they should combine Nebraska and Born in the USA because and, there's like, essentially the same sessions. Well, and, and well, people that don't have people that don't have like bootlegs and whatnot have probably never heard his acoustic yeah. Born in the USA. True, the really like subdued version. But you know, I don't know. You'd almost be shunning Nebraska a little bit because there's so much great video footage from Born in the USA. Yeah that that deserves its own box almost, but yeah, I don't know. But the river, the box set that's out now is incredible. Yeah. You know, people kind of complain about rehashing and remastering and all that, but in this day and age for fans, you get your money's worth. It, yeah, I mean, it is a little expensive. Like, yeah, it, it costs a little bit, but the book you get with it, Oh man, the, you, you get there's so much that comes in that box. Like yeah, it's a it's a whole treasure trove of it Bruce really stuff. is. And getting the original River remastered, yeah. the single album, right, the CD of all the outtakes, outtakes the, the documentary, yeah. and then the concert. concert film, yeah. I mean, it's it's great. It's a, it's a huge package for any Bruce fan. It's a it's a huge Bruce package. That's right. <laughs> Stop it. God. <laughs>